Today's daf is Bavakama daf Peihei. We are a little bit behind. We are four lines from the bottom of daf Pei Dalid Amid Aleph Hahu Tura. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael Hanesuna Batzaro Vashivya. So we're moving along, albeit slowly, in the beginning of the eighth parak of Maseches Bavakama Perak Achoyvo, which deals with the halachas of Achoyvo Bechavera. So the majority of Mesechus Bavakama dealt with Niske Momen, the Arba Avos Nazikin. That's when a person causes someone or someone's possession damage, albeit Al Yedei Mamoyna, Shor, Bar, Mava, Hever. Perikach discusses a person who causes someone else damage, but it's not al yedei but it's when he did it by himself. And the most obvious difference between the chiyuvim of niske mamoyna and the chiyuvim of achoyvo bechaveroi is that if someone's momin is mazik, he's chayiv nezek. He has to make the person whole for whatever damage he caused. If a person is chayvul bechaveroi, he's chayiv nezek. But in addition to that, he's chayiv for other things as well. The first line of the parak is hachayvul bechaveroi chayiv olav mishum chamisha dvar. Everybody knows this. Nezek tsar ripoi sheves and boishes. Either way, the first sugi here in parak hachayvul discuss the makayris and different halachos one hundred and one related to nezek tsar ripoi sheves boishes. We begin four lines from the bottom of daf pei dalit. It was a shar. The alas yade the yenuka that bit off and chewed the hand of a child. Also, the kamei derava. This took place in the area where rava was rav mechuza, and this court case was presented to rava. Amalahu. So rava told the olam zilu shaymu ka'avda. Go assess what the value of this child was with and without his hand. How do you assess the value of a child? The same way you assess the value of any person. If he were a slave and were being traded right now in a market, how much would he sell for? And then we can determine what the value of the damage is. Amulei. So the Eulam, the Rabbanim that were there, told Rava, V'hamar hu da'amar. Aren't you of the opinion, that any time Bezdin needs to make a Shuma, an assessment, where we're going to figure out what this person would be worth as an Evid. It's something that we do not do in Bavel. Amaluhusa, he told them, I agree, that is my opinion, but at the same time, it's still relevant, it's still negated to make this Shuma. And the reason is because although I hold that that means that Bezdin won't go and collect the money from the Mazik. But at the same time, if the Nizik would chop the money by himself, then the halacha would be So therefore, I still think it's Kedai to figure out what the value of the damage is not so that we can know how much to be goiva, but that e tafas, we can know how much this person's allowed to keep. Now, as it relates to this Indian of kolanishan keevet ain't goivin oisoi bebavel, says the Gemara Rabbah Tameh, this is Rabbah Shittad Amar Rabbah, Rabbah said, Niske Shar Bashar Niske Shar Adam, in the event that a Shar was damaged, al Yadeh Shar, or a Shar was damaged, al Yadeh in Adam, goivin oisoi bebavel. That's something we keep goivin bavel. Niske Adam, Adam, and Niske Adam, Shar. If a person, however, was damaged, al Yadeh in Adam, or a person which 
damage value there, sure. Ain't goyve in oisim above, then we are not goyve it in Bavel. The point is, Rav Ashita is that Niske Adam, whether it's Ba'adam, whether it's Bishar, in Goyven Oisoy Bavel, and that's this Rav Vitamei that Rav held Kol Hanishon Ke'eved in Goyven Oisoy Bavel, which is precisely why Niske Adam Ba'adam and Niske Adam Bishar in Goyven Oisoy Bavel. Now the Gemara for the next little while, is going to do a deep dive into understanding Rava's halacha a little bit better. And I think it's Kedai to introduce it with one very basic point. And that is, once upon a time, the two primary yeshuvim of Yidin were in Eretz Yisrael and in Bava, respectively. And there were Bateidinim in Eretz Yisrael, there were Bateidinim in Bava. There was a governing body in Eretz Yisrael, led by the Nasi. There was a governing body in Bava, led by the Reish Galusa. There were times in Jewish history where the more chashiv of the yeshuvim were in Bavel. In fact, the Gemara says in Sukkot Avchafam and Aleph, there were three times where Torah was forgotten in Eretz Yisrael and someone had to come from Bavel and literally chazer over and remind the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael some basic halachas of Torah, Ayin Sham, Ube Rashi, Ube Svarim, Ube Historians, not our sugya. The point is that they were always functioning, governing bodies in Eretz Yisrael and functioning, governing bodies in Bavel. But there was some differences between the two. And one of them is very, very important when you learn Masech Sanhedrin and when you learn Sugis above a Kam above a Metzi above a Basra. And that is, the credentials of the Bezdin in Eretz Yisrael were much greater than the credentials, the, the credentials of, the, of the Bezdin in Bavel. And the primary reason is because there's certain areas in halacha, in order for you to be a dayan, in order for you to preside over, you would have to have smicha. And smicha back in the day did not mean what it means today. Today it means you learn by a rav, yoyra yoyra, yadin yadin, you take tests, you do shimush, and now all of a sudden you have smicha. Amal, smicha meant that you had to have received smicha from someone who received smicha from someone who received smicha from someone dating back all the way to Moshe Rabbeinu. And unless you can prove that there was a shalshalas of smicha going back to Moshe Rabbeinu, you were not considered a musmach. One of the halachas of smicha was that it had to take place in Eretz Yisrael. So the dayonim in Eretz Yisrael had smicha, many of them, the Dayanim Ibadal did not have smicha. So wherever Bezdin is going to preside over a court case that requires Dayanim that are musmachim, in Eretz Yisrael you can be a musmach, in Bavel you cannot be a musmach. And therefore, throughout Shas, you find certain areas in Halacha, the Wadine Torah, that were able to be seen in Eretz Yisrael, not in Bavel. A classic example of that is Dine Knossos. Dine Knossos is something that requires Dayanim that are smuchim, Ain't smicha bechutzlaritz, and as a result, you have a rule that in Eretz Yisrael they used to paskin din eknasis, in Bavel they would not paskin din eknasis. Now it's interesting because if you look at the Torah, when the Torah talks about most din emominus, what we're learning right now, ki yigach shor, ki yigav shor, bar esh, shfuas hashoyim, moedah b'miktsas, im kesef talvis ani. In the context of all those parishes in the Torah, which of course we know are all lumped together in parishes Mishpatim, the Torah says as follows: Al Kodvar Pesha, Al Shor, Al Chamor, Al Se, Al Samo, Al Kol Avida Shoyim Erkiuze, Ad Ho Elohim Yovayit Varshneim, Asher Yashiyon Elohim Yeshalim Shnayim L'Reiv. It's a lot of halachas that are learned out from that pasuk. But the Torah, when it refers to the Dayanim, refers to the Dayanim as Elohim. 
Beloshin Choyl. Elohim means Dayonim, but it has a very specific connotation. It means that these Dayonim are Mumchen, they're experts, they're very, very proficient in what they do. It also means that they're Smuchen. And really, based on the simple reading of the Pasik, it would seem to suggest that all the aforementioned types of Dine Mominus which require Dayanim, require Dayanim Mumchen, they require Dayanim Smuchen, which would pretty much preclude a Bezdin in Bavel or in Madai or any other, the Yishuvim outside of Eretz Yisrael, to be able to preside over almost every single Dine Mominus Digger case. Stating that, in Bavel, they used to preside over Dine Mominus. The question is, how did that even happen? The answer is that the Dayanim in Bavel would receive a power of attorney from the Dayanim in Eretz Yisrael, and they would act as Shluchim. So, there's a concept of Shluchim Shaladim Kemoyso, Shaneimol. These Dayanim were acting as agents of shlu- as Shluchim of the Dayanim in Eretz Yisrael, and via Shlichos, you're able to bypass this issue, which is that the Dayanim in Babel are lacking the credentials, that the Torah seems to be Mechai, Elohim, and Really, they should not be able to pass in these shilos. Afapikin, they were able to. Either way, this is just a little bit of an introduction. It's more Negeya, Sanhedrin Dav Beis, Sanhedrin Dav Gimel, Sanhedrin Dav Dalet. But it's going to come up very much in this stuff. What we need right now is to know that the credentials to be able to pass in certain halachos were credentials that only Dayanim and Eretz Yisrael had, not the Dayanim and Bavel, stating that there were times that Dayanim and Bavel would pass in things that really should have to be a Dayanim and Eretz Yisrael, leveraging this idea of we're acting as shluchim of Dayanim and Eretz Yisrael, and based on that, that's something you'd be able to do. So again, Rav said the following, Niske Shor B'Shor V'Niske Shor B'Adam Goyven Oisoy B'Bavel, Niske Adam B'Adam Niske Adam B'Shor, Ain Goyven Oisoy B'Bavel. So if a Shor gets damaged, whether the shor was damaged by Yudei Ashar, Shor Shemagachasashar, or the shor was damaged by Yudei Adam, Makin Nefesh Behemah Yishalmeno, Ta'aloch is Goyven Oisav Abavah. That was Rav's opinion. You want to be Goyven Abavah? No worries. Niskei Adam, if a person gets damaged, whether it was Niskei Adam by Adam, whether it was Niskei Adam by Shor, it doesn't matter if an Adam damaged him or if a shor damaged him, Ta'aloch is in Goyven Oisav Abavah. That's not something you'd be allowed to be Goyven Abavah. So the Gemara says, Maishal Niskei Adam by Adam and Niskei Adam by Shor, what's the reason for Rav's Allah? Meaning, why is it that Niskei Adam by Adam and Niskei is the best, and above it wouldn't be Goyva, probably because Elihim be in a Because where does it say in the Torah, Niske Adam, whether it's Niske Adam, but Adam Niske Adam, Bashar, it parshes Mishpatim. And over there, the Torah uses the word Elihim. And Elihim means that you have to have Dayanim Mumchen Usmuchen. And above all, you don't have Dayanim Mumchen Usmuchen. Okay, if that's the case, which is very reasonable, then this shar b'shar v'shar ba'adam nami. Then why is it that Rava said that if a shar gets damaged, whether it's ayidei shar, whether it's ayidei and adam, you could be goyv lechura elayim be'inon v'leko. You have the same requirement of elayim. Elamayishno shar b'shar v'shar ba'adam. What's then the pshat that Rava holds? That although it says elayim in the parsham this shar, stating that you could be goyv in a bubble, hagam it says elayim, and hagam means smuchem umumchem, probably dishlichusayu kavdinot. Because we assume that the Dayanim and Babel are acting as Shluchim for the Dayanim and Eretz Yisrael. And what's the precedent for the Shluchos? Anytime two way to walk into Bezin and say, I know that Ruvain borrowed money, or I know that Ruvain was murdered, that he owes somebody money. You could be going this in Babel. I. The parasha of Haidois and Havois are mentioned also in Parshas Mishpatim in the context of Elohim. The Teretz is Shlichusai Kavdinah. So you're going to tell me, just like we say Shlichusai by Dois Havois, we say Shlichusai when it comes to this Keshar. Well, if that's the case, Adam 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 Bachar Nami Shlichusai Kavdinah. Me did the Havai Dois Havois. And you should say the same thing as it relates to Niske Adam. 
So the Gemara says, Amri, you have to say that. Rava held Kika of Dinan Shlichosai. When is it that the Bezdin and Bavel can act as Shluchim for the Bezdin Eretz Yisrael? That's Bemidi de Kimla Begave. That's if the dollar amount of whatever it is right now, the Bezdin is going to be Mechai of this person, is something that's fixed. It's something that's very easy to know. But Bemidi de Kimla Begave, but something that's like Kimla Begave, it's not so clear what that amount is going to be. Loy of Dinan Shlichosayu. Over there, Bezdin in Bavel cannot act as Shluchim for the Dayanim in Eretz Yisrael. What's the point? Niskei Adam is like Kimlam Begaveh. Why? You have to do a Shuma. What's the Shuma? You have to go to the Shuk and you have to figure out if this person was in Evan, how much would he trade for, with, without. And being that it involves a Shuma, so it's Dafka over here that we don't say the Halach of Shlichus Kavdinon. Meaning, How much does the person owe? Whatever the Adam say, he borrowed. But being that this involves already a more complicated to figure out what the dollar amount is over here you don't say what's the obvious kasha why is Niske Adam any more of a calculation and a loy kimla megave than Niske Shar Amri Sashar Bishar Bishar Adam Nami loy kimla megave Lachura Niske Shar is also loy kimla megave whether the Shar was mazik the Shar whether an Adam was mazik the Shar it's the same thing Ella what do you have to say Pukhazi Hechem is Davni Tur Bashuka it's not so complicated you go to the Shuk and you figure out how much a Shar is worth with whatever Adam 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 Bashar Nami Pukhazi Hechem is Davni Avda Bashuka so Lachura the whole initial Stab of the Gemara to try to explain the difference between this Shar and this Adam falls flat. You're going to tell me that this Shar Shlichusayu Kavdinon because Kimla Megave, this Adam, no Shlichusayu Kavdinon because like Kimla Megave, this Shar and this Adam are the same Kimla Megave or like Kimla Megave. There's absolutely no difference. For Oiden, the Gemara says, I'll ask you another Kasha because this Adam sounds like all this Adam we don't preside over in. Eretz in Bavel. The kasha is Tashlume Kefel, but Tashlume Abavel Chamisha, which are Luchuri included in this Adam, The Kitsi, and that is very straightforward. Navich Lichusayo. Why don't we act as Shluchim over there? Kefel is very simple, right? That's easy math. It's two times one, and Dal Behei is the same thing. And it sounds like all Niske Adam we're not going to preside over the frat Kefel and Dal Behei are Knossos, and we know for a fact. Classes, they didn't preside over in Bavel. But if there's a Svar of Shlichusayukov Din on Hecha de Kimla Megave, and that's why Niske Shar, Hagam it says only Kim, Bezdin in Bavel is going to preside over, then Kefal Dal the should be the same thing. So the Gemara says, that's not a Kash. I'm Rikikov Dina Shlichusayah, but Mamoino, Beknosale of Dina Shlichusayah. That's different. That's Knossis. And Knossis. For sure, there's no shlichusayu. Meaning, the only time there's even a havamina of shlichusayu, that's when you're dealing with mammon. But when you're dealing with knas, over there, there's not even a havamina that there should be any shlichusayu. What's the svar for that? The svar is pashat. It's ray that we spoke about when we learned the sugi of moedah knas. We said over lamdas from Rabbi Chanan. This is a lamdas that's kedai to always chazerova. There's a fundamental difference between this game mammon or chiyuve mammon versus chiyuve knas. Chiyuve mammon is the taich mamoni gabach. Chiyuve Knas is the taich that Bezdin is punishing the person. The nature of the punishment is not Malkus, it's not Misa, but rather the nature of the punishment is 
you have to write a check. When there's a memoini gabach, that's enough of a reason to invoke this chiddush of shlichusayu kavdinan. To give a person a punishment, that's not something the peasant's going to do. But either way, the kasha of kefal dal is not a kasha, because even though there is a concept of shlichusayu kavdinan, but at the same time, not as it relates to dinah knosis. Okay, but at the end of the day, adam ba adam the memoino who navet shlichusayu, we still then answer the kasha of adam ba adam, which is momin, and being that it's momin, how come over there we don't say shlichusayu? The bach incident adds the word of upgam adam ba adam upgam de mamoinohu navet shlichusai what's pgam pgam is if someone is ma'anis or mafata uh, Nairab Sula, so the Allah is there too. You have to pay a whole bunch of different payments. The most obvious one is Perikay Lunaris. You have to pay Knas. But in addition to that, you also have to pay Pgam. Pgam is the fact that this woman was somewhat devalued. And really, the payment of Pgam in a Oynes, a Mafata situation is very similar to the payment of Nazak. It's essentially what was the value, what is the value, and you have to pay the difference. So the Gemara throws in Pgam over here, but the bottom line is, Adam Ba'adon, Upgam, the Mamoinu, these are Chiyuve Mamin, so how come over there we don't say Nabit Shlichusayu? So the Gemara says, Kikov Dina Shlichusayu, but Musa Deshricha, when do we say Shlichusayu? That's only if it's a Musa Deshricha. So in this case, Shar is Shlichah. I mean that it's Shlichah over there of Dina Shlichusayu, Adam Ba'adon, the Loy Shlichah, as opposed to Adam Ba'adon, which is already a Loy Shlichah, Loy of Dina Shlichusayu over there, will Loy of Dina Shlichusayu. Here too we need the Bach. Harry Boishness, take out the word Pgam. That Bach was a cut and paste. He took the word Upgam by the Oiskimel and he moved it to where the Oispace is. But says the Gemara Boishes, which is Shriach, Navit Shlichusayu, how come over there there's no Indian of Shlichus Ami, Hachinami? Good Kasha. And by the way, you're 100% right. The Rapapa, Agbi Abrameyazuzi, the Boishes. Rapapa once collected 400 Zuz for a Boishes situation. Even though Rapapa lived in Bavel, the Teretz Nisko Shlichusayu, Kavdino. But the Gemara says that's not a good answer. It's about less than the Rapapa. Even though Rapapa did it, but our papa was knocked out. The shalach Rav Chizal Rav Nachman, because Rav Chizal sent Rav Nachman the shalach and he told him back Chizda Chizda Knasa Kamagbis Bavel. Rav Chizal told Rav Nachman what happened, and Rav Nachman responded. He says, "Why are you being going for Knas and Bavel?" Implying clearly that this was not something that was okay. So again, the kash is if you're telling me the reason lay of Dinah Shulchusai when it comes to Niskei Adam is why because it's like Shchiach Boishnes the Shchiach. So the Gemara says you have to be magdur a little bit better. Elokiy of Dinah Shulchusai but Musa the Shchiach is Bechsarnkes. When is it of that's if it's A, Shriach, and B, Chsar and Kis. You could check with those two boxes. But let's say you have a situation that's Shriach, but there's no Chsar and Kis. Or it's Loy Shriach, and there is a Chsar and Kis. Over there, it's going to be Loy of Dinah Shlichosai. So how does it play out? As it relates to Niske, Adam Ba'adam, I forgot this Bechsar and Kis. Even though it involves Chsar and Kis, even the Loy Shriach, of Dinah Shlichosai. Being that it's Loy Shriach, therefore, Loy of Dinah Shlichosai. And Boishas, as it relates to Boishas, even though we just said it's Shriach, but even the less Bechsar and Kis, being that it does involve Chesar and Kis, it's for that reason, so the bottom line is, Rav said like this, Niske Shar, whether it's Shar Shehuzak Ayyadei Shar, Shar Shehuzak Ayyadei Adam, Goyven Oyser Bebavah, Niske Adam, whether it's Adam Shehuzak Ayyadei Adam, Adam Dehuzak Ayyadei Shar, Loy Goyven Bebavah. What's the difference? And really, the more intelligent way to ask the question after learning the first part of today's daf is that if you think about it, none of them should be goyven babavel. And the reason is because it says the word alihim, which requires dayonim mumchen and dayonim smuchen, and babavel, you didn't have dayonim smuchen. The Territ says that Rovahel, Niske Shar, 
You could be goyv in Bavel, and the Dayanim in Bavel could act as agents of the Dayanim in Eretz Yisrael, Shluch Dinan. And it's for that reason, you could ultimately be goyv. As opposed to Niskei Adam, over there, we're not going to say Shluch Dinan. What's the difference? Why by Niskei Shar would we say Shluch and by Niskei Adam would we not say Shluch The reason is, because in order to say Shluch you have to meet some criteria. It's not a hefkevel that the Dayanim in Bavel just acted as Shluchim for Dayanim in Eretz and they just sat down and they paskin any child that they wanted to, even though technically they didn't really have the prerequisites to be able to paskin. In the event that we're dealing with Mammon, there's a real Mammoni Gabach, and it's a Nusa de Shchicha, and there's a Chsorin kiss, that's when they would be good. Otherwise, they would not be good. So in this case, Shar had Alamailas. It's something that is Mammon, it's something that was Shchiach, and it was something that involved the Chsorin kiss. And when you were able to meet those criteria, so that's when Bezdin used this power of attorney, and they would pass it even things that really they didn't have the credentials to pass it. As opposed to Niskei Adam, it's always going to fall flat. And the Gemara Cheshman, either it's going to be Knas, or it's going to be less Vechsar and Kis, or it's going to be Loishchicha. And being that it's impossible to find a situation of Niskei Adam where you're going to have all the criteria, that's why Robert got up, and Robert gave up Psak, and he said, as it relates to Niskei Adam, this is never going to be the Halach. Stating that, Robert did say you should do a Shuma, and the reason you should do a Shuma is because he taught and this brings us back to a sugi and Tezvav, which is something that we know, that even Dine Knossos, the thing that it seems like the Bezdin and Bavel had the least ability to paskin, but at the same time, he remember the Gemara said that if the Nizik would tell the Mazik that I want to meet you in a court in Eretz Yisrael, next time we're Euler Regal, he was Mukhoyev to go, and at some point, if he didn't go, then Bezdin got involved. The point is that it's still negate to do the Shuma, but in terms of being Goyva, that is the Chilik. Says the Gemara, a postscript to this discussion. Is that true that Rabba holds that in this case, you can be Goyva and Bavel, but my Rabba Rav himself said, charge Hizik, in Goyfin, Oisoy Bavel, a Shar, that is Mazik, you can't be grave in Bavel. So Gemara says, Azik man, who was the Shar Mazik? He lived Azik Adam, was the Shar Mazik in Adam, and that's what Rava meant when he said, Engrave in Oisab Bavel, which would be very Gishmak. It'd be Rava Gishitase. Rava said, Niske Adam, Engrave in Oisab Bavel. But the problem is, my ear, you showed the Azik Adam, Athilu Adam, the Azik Adam, not being grave in Oisab Bavel. Why is it Shar Shahizik? If a person is the Huzak, then the Allah always is, Engrave in Oisab Bavel. So why did Rava get involved in who the Mazik is? If the Nizik is an Adam, any time the Adam is the Nizik, you never go to Bavavel, so then it's, then it's very straightforward. Elopshita. So the Gemara says, it's so obvious. Right? Sometimes the Gemara says Ella, and sometimes the Gemara says Elopshita. We speak this out sometimes. Elopshita means it's like so obvious. There's not even another way to look at it. Sometimes the Gemara says Elopshita, and the Gemara says Chaser. But at the very least, but Elopshita, the Azik Shar. It's obvious that we're talking about where the shar was mazik ashar. Victoria, what did Rava say? In Goyven Oisebabavel, Sestira and Rava. Rava said, in this case, shar, you are Goyven Babel. And here Rava says, Shar Shehizek Shar, in Goyven Oisebabavel. Amri, so the Bnei Yeshiva said, Hasam, Betam, Hachabimuid. You have to say that when Rava said, in this case, shar, you Goyven in Babel, he was talking about Amuid. When Rava said, Shar that was mazik, you're not Goyven Babel, he was talking about a time. What's the difference? Rava must be of the opinion that. Tam, that's Mishalim Chatzin Nezek, is really a knas. Like it's Rapapa, Rafun Abreder, Rav Yeshua. Like it's that permeates the entire Mesachis Babagat. But Rabbi must be of the opinion that Palginiska is Knasa. If it's Knasa, so then it falls into the category of Dine Knasas, which were not Goyva in Babel. But the Gemara says, I have a problem with that. Svamma, Rabbi, Rabbi said, Ein Muit Babel. Another thing that the Dayanim in Babel did not have the credentials for was to paskin on a 
animal that this animal right now is going to be a Sharhamud. So it can't be that when Rav said Niske Shar Bashar, Goivin, he was talking about a Muid, why not? Because Ain Muid the Bubble. This whole case is then on arrival. Amri the Yayid Hassan, Faisul No, maybe the case with Rav. When he said in this case, Shar B'Shar Gavim B'Babel is talking about where the Shar became a Mu'ad Hassam, with Hassam, and that's true. And then the Shar came here and it was Mazak over here. But the Gemara says, That would already be a Musa Lo'ishrichel. Musa Lo'ishrichel, Amr Tlaev Dinashrichel Sayyid. Rabbi said, Niske Adam Adam. No, why not? Because it's a Musa Lo'ishrichel, Lo'ev Dinashrichel Sayyid. If the only time Niske Shar B'Shar is Negea, is a case where it's a Musa Lo'ishrichel, then why do we say Lo'ev Dinashrichel Sayyid? So the Gemara says, Maybe the case is different. Asu Rabban on the Hassam, Viaduah. Maybe the case is with the Dayanim from to Israel came to Babel. If they come to Babel, that's a whole different story, right? When we talk about in Babel, there's no smicha, there's no mumchen, that's a problem in the Dayanim. But what if a Dayan comes from Eretz Yisrael to Babel? That's a whole different story. Before Shigemara, that if the Dayan would come from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, then you wouldn't have the problem anymore of, of Ein Mu'ad Babel. So maybe that was the case. But the Gemara said, so I've said, Moslechichi. Apparently, that was also Nusle Shrikha. And you said, you meaning Rav himself, that Nusle Shrikha, like Kavdina Shrikha Sayu. Alice says, the Gemara Kikama Rav, you want to know what Rav meant when he said Niske Shar, Bashar? He meant Bashain, Viregel, Demuadim Bitchilasa Nino. The case was where it was a not Karen, but it was a Shain Viregel. And to the extent that it was Shain Viregel, that's where it would be again. Now, Shane Veregel's Niske Shar Bashar, usually when you think of Shane Veregel, you think of the Shilach as Beira, Yubir Bistayachris, or actually takes us back to some of the Toldos of Shane Veregel, where it could be Niske Shar Bashar. The point is, in the case of Niske Shar Bashar, was Takenat Karen, it was Shane Veregel, that's where it's Nigay, this halach. Either way, this concludes the first portion of today's daf. Moving along to the second portion, and then we'll get to the third portion. We have. A ways to go. Tsar, kvoi bishfud, oiben masmer bechul. So the Mishnah said, hachoi bechaveiroi, chayev olav mishum chamishud varim. Benezek, betsar, beripoi, besheves, ubebaishes. And then the Mishnah went on to explain how we compute each one of these chiyuvim. Tsar, specifically, kvoi bishfud, in the event that somebody, he burnt his friend with a spit, oi bemasmer, or he hit him with a nail. Even if he did it on his fingernail, in a place where this person did not have any chabura, meaning he's not bleeding, we make an assessment and we ask, how much would a person be willing to take to incur this pain? So if someone goes over to his friend and he tells him, I want to cause you tsar, and I understand you're not just going to take it, I'm willing to pay for it. How much would you be willing to accept to incur this pain? That is how we determine the chi of the tzar. That's what the Mishnah is referring to. Now, there's a lot to get to, but the first thing the Gemara is going to get to is that the case of tzar is, k'foy b'shvud, It's clear that the time of the Mishnah is of the opinion that a person's chayev for tzar, meaning for being mitzayr somebody, even if there was no Chabura. The Gemara's initial reaction to this is that it's not so poshit, it's controversial, it's in fact something that is, has a Makar in a Brisa, not just any Brisa, but 
an ambiguous price. Says the Gemara. That if someone causes someone else sar, even though there was no nezek, meaning there was no chabura, still the Allah is you have to pay for tzar. Mantana, who is the time of the Mishnah that holds that you chayef tzar, even when there's no nezek? We know that there's a chi of tzar, but the Gemara thinks maybe the only time there's a chi of tzar is when there's also nezek. But that you should be chayef tzar, shaloi b'mokam nezek, the Gemara says, mantana amarava, rava sent ben azayhi, it's ben azay. The Tanya, we learned in a b'risa, and here is the ambiguous b'risa. Incidentally, after learning parak meruba, so I think our standard of an ambiguous b'risa has gone up tremendously. So this is not a meruba shver b'risa, but shver b'risa nonetheless. Rabbi Yemi, Rabbi said, kfiya nemra t'chiva. It says, Kfiya first in the Torah. Ben Azayim, Ben Azay said, Chabura Nemrat Chila. It says, Chabura first in the Torah. Adkan L'shoinoi Hazov Shel Habraisa. So, what's the Braisa? Rebbe Yomer Kfiya Nemrat Chila, Ben Azayim, Chabura Nemrat Chila. Now, the background, meaning the postic that Ben Azay and Rebbe are referring to, is clearly, Parshas Mishpatim, Shmois Chafal of Chafei. The postic says, Kfiya Tachas Kfiya, Petza Tachas Potza, Chabura Tachas Chabura. If you take the b'raisa at face value, it sounds like there's a machloikis, what the savior of the pasik is. Pasha says, Shaila, how do read the pasik? Kfiya nemretchila, or chabura nemretchila. Is it kfiya tachas, kfiya petza tachas, patza, chabura tachas, chabura? Or maybe it's chabura tachas, chabura. I guess maybe petza tachas, patza, or kfiya tachas, kfiya. But the bottom line is, when you read the b'raisa, it sounds like there's a machloikis here. Pasha had to read the pasik. Which is untenable. There's no such metzias in the whole world. So it can't be there was a shayla had to read the pasuk. So this brayse is ena yoyma elder shumi. Says the gemara. So what is the machloekis? This is Rava talking. So the gemara says, Rabbi Savit, Rabbi holds kviya the less bechabura mash. Rabbi holds that the word kviya you would have thought is mashma where there's no chabura. Meaning, what does the word kviya mean? Kfiya, Petza, Chabura, these are all synonyms, right? They're all me'inyin le'inyin ba'isa'inyin. But they obviously have a nuanced definition. So Kfiya is the lespe Chabura mashma. Chabura, it's pretty easy, is the ispe Chabura mashma. The difference between a Kfiya and a Chabura is, a Kfiya is when somebody hurts somebody, but he's not bleeding, there's no Chabura. As opposed to a Chabura is when somebody hurts somebody and, and there is a Chabura. So it says, Ravod, Rebbe, who said kfiya nemret chilo, he holds kfiya the less bechabura mashma. The word kfiya is mashma on a chabura. Kasvarachim on a chabura. So therefore, after the Torah wrote the word kfiya, the Torah wrote the word chabura. Legluya lo the kfiya. To be megala, what the word kfiya means, and that is the ispa chabura in the loy loy. Meaning, the, what Rebbe is saying is that kfiya, you would have thought, would mean a bruise of some sorts that doesn't involve a chabura. Now, if that's what it meant, then the kasha is, why would the Torah have to write Chabura? If I know you're chayev for a kfiyah, so certainly, you'd be chayev for a Chabura. From the fact that the Torah wrote Chabura after it wrote the word kfiyah, that's a raya then, that the word kfiyah must mean with a Chabura. So kfiyah nemra tchiwa, Rashi says, koloimar, Kfiya that it says first in the Torah, you would have thought meant kfiya. It meant what the word kfiya should mean, and that is the less bechabura. Of a kamash malon, the word chabura, that the word kfiya here doesn't mean what you would think it means, but rather it means the isbechabura. U ben Azai saw ben Azai holds that kfiya the isba chabura mashma, meaning chabura nemrat chila. 
that when the Torah used the word kfiyah first, the mashmois of the word kfiyah was mita chabura. Now, if that's the case, if kfiyah means with a chabura, so why would the Torah have to tell me again chabura? Why do you have to tell me the word chabura twice? It's Nagluya Allah. It's to be Megala now. The kfiyah, the lesba chabura. That kfiyah really means the lesba chabura. The point is that the word kfiyah is being redefined by the word chabura. How is it being redefined? It depends on what you think the word kfiyah should mean without the word chabura, and then you're going to know what the redefinition is. If kfiyah is the less chabura mashma, so then why would you need the word chabura? So kamashmalon chabura, that kfiyah is not the less chabura, it's tafka mita chabura. If you would think that kfiyah is the isbe chabura, so then the kasha would be why do you need chabura? Oh, must be chabura is coming to tell you that kfiyah is, is the less chabura mashma. So at the end of the day, what you have here says Rava, is a machloikis, albeit they're speaking rather cryptically, but you have a machloikis between Rebbe and Benazai when the Torah says the word kviyah. Does it mean mitachabura or does it mean anachabura? Rebbe holds that the word kviyah means dafka with a chabura. Benazai holds that the word kviyah means dafka, that means even with Ada Chabura, and if that's the case, the Tan of our Mishnah that says, Yichayi which means you don't need a Chabura in order to be Chayiv for damage. What would you be Chayiv for? I guess for Tsar, because if there's no Chabura, then by definition there's no Nezek. So who must the Tana be? It must be Ben Azai. So Rav says, Man Tana, you want to know who the Tana of the Mishnah is? It's Ben Azai, who said Chabura Nemr Tchila. What does the words Chabura Nemr Tchila mean? Had it said only Kviya on the word Chabura, you would have thought Kviya means Mita Chabura. Now that it says Chabura, that's Megala that the word Kviya means on a Chabura. So you see, Claude, that you Chayiv on a Chabura, Tsar Shalab Makam Nezek, you're going to be Chayiv. Maskal the Rapapa. So Rapapa told Rav, I love the Tzushtal. I think this Braisa is the Makar. There's no question. This is where you have to go in order to be Megala, who the town of the mission is. However, I came to the opposite conclusion. It's a matter of semantics. But Papa asked, Rava Adarabo, Ibchamistabra. I would take this Braisa and I would say, Man Haitan, you want to know the town of the mission is? It's not Ben Azai, but rather Rebbe. How so? Because what did the Braisa say? Rebbe, Yom Yikfiyah, Nebrat So by Rebbe is probably of the opinion that Kfiyah de Isba Chabura Mashma, that Kfiyah is. So Rapop is learning Rebbe the way Rava learned Benazai. And Benazai, I mean Benazai holds Chabur and Emer Tchila. He holds the Chabur and Emer Tchila. So because he holds Kviya the Lesma Chabur and Mashma. That Kviya is Mashma on a Chabur. Kosev Rachman and Chabur. So therefore the Torah wrote the word Chabur. Lagluya Allah to be Megal the Kviya the Isma Chabur in. Eloi, Eloi. That really, it's dafka if you have a chabura, but not if you don't have a chabura. And here's the punchline. In other words, Rapopa told Rava, I agree, this price is definitely the address to try to figure out who the town of the Mishnah is. But you're telling me that the town of the Mishnah is Benazai, I hold just the opposite. I hold the town of the Mishnah is Rebbe. Why do I think it's better to say the Tana of the Mishnah is Rebbe? Because that's what Rebbe said. Rebbe said, which again, can't mean that Kfi is the first of the two that I mentioned in the Torah, because... That's not debatable. We know what's mentioned first in the Torah. Elamai, what he means to say is that the mashmois of the word kfiyah is like a kfiyah, the less b'chabura. Chabura number tchila would mean that kfiyah means chabura. Kfiyah number tchila would mean that kfiyah means kfiyah, on a chabura. But the point is, Rebbe said that kfiyah the less b'chabura. He said kfiyah number tchila. So obviously he's the one that holds. Teichai fetzah shaloi b'makam nazak. How did Rava learn? Rava learned that when Rebbe said kfiyah number tchila, he means kudah, woulda, shoulda. 
that you would have thought on Chabura that Kfiya means the less Bechabura, but now that it says Chabura, that's Megala, that Kfiya is this Bechabura. So according to you, Rapapa is talking to Rava, when Rebbe is said Kfiya number Tchila, and when Benazai said Chabura number Tchila, they're talking about what would have been on Chabura. That's how you talk in Abraisa? You talk in Havaminas? Amaskona Kaimi, said Rapapa. You talk about the bottom line. What's the Intashtashida? And the Intashtashida is that Rebbe holds Via Nemre Tchila, which means Yechayef Akfiyah, Avilu Shalayim Amalgam Chabura. And Rebbe says Chabura Nemre Tchila, which means that no, you only Chayef Avilu is going to be Nemzik. So again, good Sushtel, perfect Braisa. I agree, the Machloikis is exactly the way you explained it, right? Everything he agrees with. He agrees with what's going on in this Braisa. He even agrees that the Machloikis is whether. Kviya be'etzem is mashma mitachabura, it's mashma anachabura. He just disagrees with the conclusion. So, two gedoyle amayram, they looked at this the same exact way and they reached conclusions that were 100% diametrically opposed from each other. According to Rava, who's the time of the mission? It's Ben-Azai. He's the one that holds the Yichai Fetzah Shalev Mokim Nezek. And according to Rapapa, who's the time of the mission? It's Rebbe. He's the one that holds the Yichai Fetzah Shalev Mokim Nezek. The Gemara continues and Rapapa said, Inami, I can tell you another way. Meaning, I hold a maskon I'm not budging off of that. Pshad in the Brais is the way I explain the Brais. What is the Machloikis in the Brais? So, so, I was willing to learn the way you learned Rafa. They're arguing whether is the Isbe Chabur there's another Mahalik, and that is the Kuliyam Kviya Ben Dispe Chabur Ben Dalespe Chabur Mashma. Maybe everybody holds that the word Kviya is Mashma, Mitta Chabur, Anna Chabur. Could be that was never even the Nakudas Amachloikis. What was the Machloikis? Bechlal Uprat, Hameruchokim. They were arguing regarding a situation where you have a Klal Uprat, but then Meruchokim Zemizek. So we know the rule of Klal Uprat, Rabbi Shmoloim. Klal Uprat, Iatodon, Elo. So anytime you have a klal and then you have a brat, you're only done for statement for in the brat. The question is, in order to have a klal prat, do you need that the klal and the prat should be literally adjacent to each other? What if there's a few words in between? Could that still be a klal prat? Klal prat hamiruchakim zamizeh. Klal prat or not klal prat? It says Rapapa, I think that's the machloikis over here. Now, why would this be a klal prat? Very simple. Because if the word kviya is mashma, ben de ispe chabura, ben de lespe chabura, then Kfiya is Kla. Chabura is the Isbe Chabura Mashma. Thus, that would be a Prat. If we can look at Kfiya Tachas Kfiya, Chabura Tachas Pura as a Kla of Prat, so then, Ein Bechal Al Mashab a Prat. And the only time you'll be Chayiv is if there's a Chabura. It's actually Mokam Nezek is going to be Potter. That Gufa was the Machlik. It's Rebbe. So the Rebbe holds that is not a klal uprat. Being that it's not a klal uprat, so what does Rebbe say? The way Rapop understands it, that that's the bottom line. Ben Azay Sabbath, Ben Azay holds, done in Oisei Bechal Uprat, that really it is going to be a klal uprat. The bottom line is, according to Rapopa, Rebbe is the Tan of the Mishnah. By the way, Rashi speaks out in the course of some of these long Rashis that it's Gishmaker to say that the Tan of the Mishnah is Rebbe than it is to say that it's Ben Azay. Why? Umaslisen Rebbehi, Veloi Ben Azay, Doloi Akrino Lami Rebbe, Dohu Sidra. Because Rebbe is the one that was Masada of the Mishnah. Was Rabbi Masada the Mishnah? Did he write the Mishnah? But the bottom line is, it's definitely Gishmaka to say that the Tan of the Mishnah is going to be right. But the Gemara has one last question, a question that the Rishonim struggle to understand. It's the answer to this question that the Rishonim struggle to understand. That is, according to Rabbi, that Yechayef and Kviya is Ben the Ispe 
Chabura Mashma, Ben Deleste Chabura Mashma, then why did the Torah even have to write the word Chabura? Like, what's the point in even saying Chabura Tachas Chabura? Everything's included already in Kviya Tachas Kviya. Everything in Mara, the Domim Yisairim, to know about the extra payments. So, what does that mean? So, if you look at Rashi, Dibra Maskal, the Domim Yisairim, the Eloi Ksiv Elek Kviya Tachas Kviya, because the Torah only said Kviya Tachas Kviya, I mean, I would have thought, Ben Ispe Chabura. Being less be chabura, whether there is a chabura, whether there's no chabura, to make fear mishalem, avoltarti loy mishalem. I would have thought that you don't pay for both. Kamash malon the mishalem mitravayu. The reason the Torah wrote chabura tachas chabura after wrote kviyas kachas kviyas is to teach me that yechayef the nezek b'mokinzar. That's why the Torah wrote it. Had the Torah only wrote kviyas tachas kviyas, so kviyas is the less be chabura mashma. So it's tashlum eitzar. So you would have thought that yechayef. Fitzar, yeah, chabura, no chabura. But maybe when you paint tsar, you shouldn't have to pay nasek. So the Torah wrote chabura tachas chabura, which is extra to teach me that even when you paint tsar, you're still going to pay nasek. Tosis has problems with this in light of some of the other gemaras here in Parakachayvul. I mean, Tosis dibra maskul adamim yisay. Zok the gemara vayta. So going back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, how do you compute tsar? Oimdem kama adam kayoitze beze roitze litel v'chul. You ask a person, how much money would you be willing to accept to have to endure this type of pain? Whatever that is, that's the value of the tzar, and that's what now this mitzayr, this mazik, is going to be obligated to pay. Zok Gemara, tzar b'mokim nezek, heichi shaminon. Now, the Mishnah, when it gave the calculation for how you figure out tzar, was talking about tzar shaloi b'mokim nezek. That was, in fact, what the Mishnah said. It said, mokim she'in oisin Chabur. So we're talking about where was Tzar Shalei B'makam Nezek. That's the premise of the whole last Gemara. Tzar Shalei B'makam Nezek B'shtalim. Mantana. You see the time of the B'shtalim. Yichai for Tzar Shalei B'makam Nezek. So the Gemara feels that maybe this cheshman of how you come up with Tzar is Dafke Negea Tzar Shalei B'makam Nezek. But Tzar B'makam Nezek, maybe that's a whole different Indian. And the question is, Tzar B'makam Nezek, Hechi Shaminon, how do you come up with Tzar B'makam Nezek? Now, why wouldn't you just say it's the same thing? So the Gemara already is going to say that could be it's because there's no person in his right mind that would be willing to pay any money to have to have tsar when there's nazik. Meaning tsar shaloi b'makam nazik. So by definition, it must be a lesser grade tsar. And as a result, maybe that's something somebody would write a check for. But tsar b'makam nazik, which by definition, something a little bit more intense happened there. Therefore, it's poshit something that nobody would take any money for, and the formula of the mission is dead on arrival. It's not even again. That's what's going to emerge from the Gemara. But just to learn Gemara with Rashi, Rashi adds a knech. And the knech that Rashi adds is that when a person has sar b'makam nezek, so the Mitzayr is paying for the nezek. If he's paying for the nezek, then there's an argument to be made that if I just paid you for the value of your hand that I chopped, chopped off, right? So maybe I have a right to chop it off. And a vifel, I have a right to chop it off. You're no longer a balabas of how much money I would take. You can't take any money for it. It's bailam on your hand because someone just paid for it. So really, you have to ask him. I don't know. But the point is that could be, being that there's a nezek, so you shouldn't even have the right anymore to dictate a price because you're a That's what Rashi says.
inside. He has a right to do it. He just paid for it. So if he paid for it, this is within his right to do it. But the bottom line is, just to keep the Gemara simple, the Mishnah says, how much would a person be willing to take in order to incur this pain? Mishnah is talking about Tzar Shaloi B'Makam Nazak. Gemara wants to know, what about Tzar B'Makam Nazak? So the Gemara says, Amr Avu Adeshmul, Sa Avu Adeshmul said, Oynim Kama Adam Roi Tzalita Luktaya Yadah. I don't know, it's the same formula. Whatever the Mishnah said, with regards to Tzar Shaloi B'Makam Nazak, that's what it's going to be for Tzar B'Makam Nazak. Now the Gemara is a little bit hard in light of the way Rashi explained the Gemara. Rashi explained that the Gemara's question wasn't just, well, the Mishnah said it for a case in Tzar Shaloi B'Makam Nazak. What about, just wondering, is it the same for Tzar B'Makam Nazak? If that was the question, Tzavur Deshmol said, yeah, it's the same thing. But Rabbis, the way Rashi explained the Gemara's Shaila, it wasn't a, it wasn't just an Ibaya, it was like a Kasha. The Gemara was asking with a kayachatayin, it's hard in Makam Nazak, hechi shaymina. In other words, it makes no sense to Shuma. Well, if that's the case, then what did Avu the Shmuel answer? I am very shaymina. But the bottom line is, Avu the Shmuel said that whatever the cheshman is, Fetzar Shalab in Makam Nazak, that's what the cheshman is going to be, Fetzar in Makam Nazak as well. So the Gemara says a couple of things. Number one, Kama Adam writes a little, Luktoya lo yadai, Luktoya lo yadai, Luktoya lo yadai, in the event that there was Tsar b'makam nezek, so then it's not just Tsar that you have to cheshbin, but really you have to cheshbin all chamisha dvarim. Now here too you have to understand, okay, so we're going to cheshbin all the chamisha dvarim, but we're trying to focus and zero in on the Tsar payment of the chamisha dvarim. So it's not 100% clear what the Gemara's cash is. Again, I am the Mepharshim. And another question that the Gemara asks, we're dealing with a shaita? Rashuftini is a fancy way of saying shaita. So you're dealing with a fool? There's no one in the world that's going to say, yeah, no problem, you can chop my hand off. I just, you know, wire the money here and we're good to go. Of course not. No one's going to do that. So the Gemara says, now maybe what we'd say is, it's l'ktoya yodoy hakituya. We're talking about a person that had a hand. And this hand was a hand that already was non-functional. It's a yodei hakituyo. It's, it's a monotvira right? It's a hand that's anyways going to be chopped off. And the cheshben is, such a hand, how much would a person be willing to have cut off? Now, in the event that it's a yodei hakituyo, number one, there's no chamish So whatever that kasha was, it was just answered. Also, the question was, atu b'shuftene yaskinam? The hand is not functional anyway, so it could be a person would be willing to chop off that hand. Oh, and by the way, it answers what Rashi said was really the Gemara's question. And that is that a vifel were dealing with Tzabra Mokam Nezek, so now the person's not a Balabas anymore. The terror says, you paid for the hand. So Enochanami, the full value of the hand, you're not going to be higher for. We're going to look at this hand as if it has zero value, and as if it has zero function, because you're the Balabas on the hand. But at the same time, it's still Mokhobet Teragof. And therefore, a person's still willing to say... He has a right to say, I'll come upon him, that if you give me a certain dollar amount, if this is something that makes you happy, then you can chop my hand off. That's not functional anyways. But the point is, that says the Gemara, maybe that's what's going on here. It's talking about Yodei HaKetuya, and that's what Avu Deshmul was referring to. But the Gemara says here too, Yodei HaKetuya Nami, Loi Tzar, Eko. You don't only have Tzar, but Tzaru Eko. You have Boishas as well. Right? The Kasha was, what about the other Chamish Dvarim? So he said, if it's Yodei HaKetuya, you don't have the Chamish Dvarim. You do have one of them. You have Boishas, the Ksifalei Milsa, the Mishkan Lipsar, the Mishdei Leklavim. Now, what's the Busha? So the Busha is not even that he doesn't have his hand. The Busha is that we're taking his hand and we're throwing it to the dogs, which, by the way, is a major halachic discussion. Are you allowed to do that? If 
somebody loses a limb, Rachman al-Litzlan. You could just take him and you have to bury it, right? There's whole there's a coin of light of Mimetama to an Aver. But the bottom line is, Elimar is right. We're talking about a person that was Muchtav Lamalfas. This person's going to be punished by the king. And his punishment is they're going to chop his hand off. And they were going to chop his hand off with Sam with something that is not going to be as painful and, and with an anesthetic, etc., etc. This person says, listen, if you want to do it with a sayif, no problem, but I'm going to take a, a certain dollar amount. That's where it's negay, Abu So again, we're talking about a hand that's not functional. And because it's not functional, so there's no chamisha dvarim. We don't have any of those chashbainas. But at the same time, kama adam roitzalita, to do it in a more painful way, that's how you determine the value of the tzar. Again, same kasha, atu there's no one in the world that's going to take any money for this. It's just the opposite. The cheshven is where a person was mukhtav l'malchus, and they were going to chop his hand off. They were going to chop his hand off with a saif. He's telling them that I really prefer you don't do it with a saif, and you know what? I'll pay you a couple of dollars. Look the other way and do it with a sam as opposed to doing with a saif. That's what the cheshven is going to be. So it's not how much money the person would take, but it's how much money this person would give. But the Gemara says, Hai litoil. Then Avur the Shmuel used the wrong words. Amr Avur the Shmuel. Oim dem kama adam roitz ne litoil l'ktoil ayodai. It's not litoil, but rather it's litoil. Amr Avur the Shmuel. Rabbi Yeshua, you have to say it's litoil mizeh mashe nasanze. When Avur the Shmuel said kama adam roitz ne litoil, what it means is zok rashi litoil min hamazik mashe nasan zelamelech. It's to how much would a person give. But Avud the Shmuel is looking at it from the standpoint of that's how much he's going to ultimately take from the Mazik. So it's not how much would the Nizik take in order to incur this pain, but how much should the Nizik be entitled to take for the Mazik, and that is Nashenosan, how much this person would be willing to give to the Malik. Either way, this Gemara is a little bit hard. Just Pashib Shatava, some of the twists and turns if you learn Rashi but the point is which obviously you have to but if you learn the Gemara it's a little bit hard but what's the bottom line? the bottom line is how do you chesh ben tzar? so the Mishnah said how do you chesh ben tzar? the Mishnah says after further review that's only part of the answer really there's another chesh ben, and that is not how much would a person be willing to take to incur this pain but how much would a person be willing to give not to have to incur this pain. So how do you know when to make which cheshman? How do you know when it's kama adam roitzelita or it's kama adam roitzelita? It depends. If this is tsar shaloi b'makim nezek, so there people would take money to incur that kind of pain. It's kama adam roitzelita. It seems like that's the muglata way to go about it. If, however, it's tsar b'makim nezek, so we assume that nobody would give any dollar amount, so that's not a rational cheshman, so then it's not kama adam roitzelita, but rather it's kama adam roitzelita. Either way, we move along from tsar to ripoy. The Mishnah said, ripoy, what is the chiv of ripoy? You call, if somebody hits somebody, he has an obligation to heal him. What happens if all of a sudden 
tzmachim, different things started growing where the wound was. If it happened because of the maka, chayv is going to be chayv. Shloim machmas hamaka. If it happened, shloim machmas hamaka. Potter, then he's going to be potter. What happens if this person was hurt and he's getting better and then he's getting worse? He's getting better. He's getting worse. Chayv the That's all included in the obligation that this person has. Chayisa called sarka. What happens if he healed him a hundred percent? And then afterwards, Venistera. So then already the halach is, then he's not going to be. Either way, the Gemara is going to very much elaborate on this part of the Mishnah. Tanu begins with a price. If somebody hits somebody and he has a wound, and now all of a sudden, Tzmachim started developing in the place of the wound. So, Machmas Hamaka. If it happened, Machmas Hamaka. Or, this is the way you have to read this, Venistera Hamaka. Or this person was a shtickle healed and then the Maka came back. The halach is, he's Chayev Ripoy. Additionally, he has to pay for Shevis as well. So what Shevis? That's going to be the topic of tomorrow's daf. but we know from the mission, the Shevis is his charbatol. The fact that he's not working right now, and as a result of which he's losing out of money, that's what you're going to have to give him. If the tzmachim came, or it was nister ha but it happened, in that case, you don't have to pay repo, you don't have to pay Shevis as well. Rabbi Huda says, even if the tzmachim and the nister came, machmas so you have to pay repo. You don't have to pay Shabbos. The third sheet of Shabbos and and if you're not you're not going to be and the hold, this is the punchline, that you're not and Sheves, and because you're not Sheves, also you're not going to be Chayven Ripoy. The bottom line is this Allah the Mishnah is Bimachloikishnuya, and there's three opinions here in the Braisa. So again, what was the case? Let's get this claw. Or Nister Hamaka. Somebody got hurt, and then all of a sudden, all these other things started happening, like these secondary issues. Or he got healed, and then he came back. The question is, right now, this Mazak, does he have to pay Ripoy, or does he not have to pay Ripoy? Does he have to pay Sheves? Does he not have to pay Sheves? That's what the Bryce is talking about, specifically Ripoy and Sheves. And there's three opinions here in the Bryce. The first opinion, the, the opinion of the Tana Kamo, is that you have to pay Ripoy. And you have to pay Shevis. Yeah, it's all Machlas Tamaka. And because it's Machlas Tamaka, you got to pay. Rabbi Yehuda says you have to pay Ripoy, but you don't have to pay Shevis. And the Chachamim say you don't pay Ripoy, you don't pay Shevis. So the first sheet is yes, Ripoy, yes, Shevis. The second sheet is yes, Ripoy, no Shevis. The third sheet is no Ripoy, no Shevis. What's the Machlok? I met the Rabbanon and the Yeshiva Rabbi Yasvi Vikamri. And they were sitting and they were analyzing this price and they said, oh, oh, you know what's going on over here? You have to make an Akimta. The Shiloh here is if a person has a wound, is he allowed to bandage his wound? Now, why not? The reason is because sometimes if you put a bandage on your wound, it's going to cause secondary issues that the mazik is going to have to pay for. So, this is something that you're even allowed to do. And that is the nekudas hamachloikis in this b'raisa. In other words, what happened in this b'raisa is that this person had a maka, and it was alubayt smachim, but the reason it was alubayt smachim is because the nechbal, this person that got hurt, he took the wound, and he wrapped it. Rabbanon Sabi, the Rabbanon hold, yeah, of course, a person is wounded, he's allowed to put an egg, he's allowed to tie it tight, he's allowed to do what he needs to do in order to make sure that he's going to be healed. So being that he had a right to do everything that was done, so it's for that reason that he is 
Meaning, the chayvah, going to be chayev for the ripoy. He's going to be chayev for the sheves. And the reason is because the nechbal didn't do anything wrong when he put the egg. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda holds that this is really something that you're not allowed to do. Incidentally, Rashi says, if you want to read the Rashi, you have to know, he's not going to put a bandage on it at all. We're talking about where this person is bizarre because of the tzino. Is that enough of a reason for him to be able to be ma'agid or is it not enough of a reason for him to be able to be ma'agid? So Rabbi Yudha says, that ma'agid is not enough Okay, but ripoy the tanabe kram b'chayif. Ripoy is still going to be chayif, and the reason you're still going to be chayif for ripoy is because the Torah says a double lashon. It says verapa yerapa, and verapa yerapa means that even though really you shouldn't be chayif, you're going to be chayif. Of a sheves loy tanabe kram b'chayif. Torah doesn't say by sheves a double lashon. What does it say? Rak shifto yitain verapa yerapa. It doesn't say a double lashon. Therefore, you're not going to be chayif. But the point is that's the machlokes. So the Tanakama, the Rabbanon, they hold makon nitno egen. That's why if it's all about smachah machmas egen, the halachas are going to be chayiv cipher ripoy cipher shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda holds you're only going to be chayiv for ripoy because it says verapa yerapa. You're not going to be chayiv shabbos because it doesn't say a double lashon. Now the Rabbanon that they rab left out the third sheet. They left out the chacham. What do the chacham say? No ripoy and no shabbos. What do they hold? It's because they hold that it doesn't say a double lotion by Sheves. Therefore, Sheves is not going to be chayiv. And Ripoy is iskish le Sheves. And the reason Ripoy is iskish le Sheves is because it says, Rak shiftayit, and rapa And being that the two things are iskish le hadadi, so it's for that reason you're going to be potted from both. So again, according to the Tanakhama, you chayiv for both because you didn't do anything you weren't allowed to do. This is all machmas amaka. Thus, you're going to be chayiv. According to Rabbi Yehuda, really you had no right to do what you did. You'll still be chayy for ripoy because the extra lotion verapa yerapa is coming to teach me that you're going to be chayy, but for shavas where there's no extra lotion, you're going to be potter. The chachomim hold that you're going to be potter from both because you had no right to do what you did. And there's no extra word by Sheves, and Ripo is Iskash to Sheves, thus he's going to be hooked. So Rav is reporting back. He's saying, This is the way I heard the Rabbanan Bevei Rav explain this Bryce. I told them, I disagree with you. Because I hold, If Mak is like Nitna Le'eged, Ripo is not like If Mak is like Nitna Le'eged, you can't have which Shita? The Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. That even though Mak is like Nitna Le'eged, you had no right to do this, but the extra word, the Rapa, you're Rapa, you're going to be Chayv. Why be Machayv? Because the Torah wrote an extra word, I should be Chayv for something I didn't do. It doesn't make sense. You had no Right to do this, so if you had no right to do it, even though it says Verapi Rapa, so I'm going to be put. Oh, cool, I'm a Machinitlaeg. You have to say that everybody holds Machinitlaeg, and you can't get away from Rabbi Yehuda holding Machinitlaeg. Meaning, the Tanakama for sure holds Machinitlaeg, Rabbi Yehuda also holds Machinitlaeg, and really everybody holds Machinitlaeg. Okay, what then is the Shiloh? Veloy Nitna Leeged Yeseira. However, everyone agrees you can't do an Eged Yeseira. So you can do it, but don't overdo it, right? So you can't have too much Eged. That's already pushing it. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda, son of Rabbi Yehuda, holds keep it loy nitno le eged yisera. Being that it's loy nitno le eged yisera, so ripoy the tana beikram mechayev shabbos loy tana beikram loy mechayev. So therefore, you'll be chayev for ripoy, but you're not going to be chayev for shabbos. For abonin sabi, the abonin hold keep it the tana beikram be ripoy. Being that the Torah wrote an extra word for ripoy, a shabbos nami mechayev the iskish le ripoy. So therefore, you're going to be chayev. For Shabbos as well. And what are the Chachamim hold? That's the third sheet in the Braisa. The Chachamim hold that just the opposite. That it's Loi Nitno Le'eged Yaseira. And for Shabbos you're not Chayev. 
because there's no double lashon for Shevis, and being that you're not chay for Shevis, you're also not going to be chay for Reaper. Meaning, everybody holds makkah nitna le'eged. However, everybody also holds makkah le'nitna le'eged yaseir. But being that it's like a fine line, I'm allowed to wrap the wound, but I can't wrap it too much, mipnei hatzina, right? There's like a certain limitation of how much I'm allowed to do. So it's in a little bit of a gray area, because I was allowed to wrap it, I just wrapped it a little too much. So there's a shtigl schus of mamayi gabach that maybe I as the nechbal have towards the chayvah and the chanami. But you would need a gilui for it. And the gilui would be verapa yirapa the double lashon. And the machlekes is how far to take or not to take verapa yirapa. The rabbanon say verapa yirapa is a gilui on ripa. You have a hakish to shevet, so you're going to be chayv for both. Rabbi Yehuda says verapa yirapa is a gilui for ripa. There's no gilui for shevet, so you're going to be chayv for ripa. You're going to be part of shevet. And the rabbanon hold that verapa yirapa is not going to work at all. And the reason is because being that you don't have the gilui for shevet, you're also not going to have the gilui for reapers. So again, everybody holds loy nitno le'eged yaseira. The only siba to be chayev would be verapa yirapa. The question is, do I have a rapa yirapa? And if I do, how far am I allowed to take it? Says the Gemara, v'rab Yehuda savar, going back to the Gemara, v'rab Yehuda holds sheves loy mechayev. That the Allah is, you're going to be chayev for Ripoy, because you have the double Lashem, but you're not going to be chayev for Shabbos. Why not? Because when the Torah wrote Shabbos, it said, Rak shifta yitain, and the word Rak is Mamai. In other words, say the first sheet of the Tanakhama, and say the third sheet of the Chachamim, hold that there's a Hekish here, between Ripoy and Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda is the only sheet that holds that there is no Hekish. Why not? Whatever Ripoy is, why don't we say that the same is going to be true for Shabbos? The answer is because it says Rak. Who's the Rabbanon? It's Sai the first Rabbanon and Sai the Chachonon. Both Rabbanons. What is Rak coming to teach me? Shaloi Machmas Hamako Hudasa. It's coming to teach me that in the event that it was Olubay Tzmachim, where things happened, Shaloi Machmas Hamako, then you're going to be part of Says the Gemara. Another question. Rabbanon Basroi, the Amri Kosha Chai Beshevis, Chai Beripo, Cholshain, Chai Beshevis, Chai Beripo, Ripo the Tanabe Krod, normally. Why, according to the Rabbanon Basroi, the second Chachonon, the third sheet in the Brayso. Why did Torah say Verapa Yerapa? Meaning, according to the Rabbanon, the Tanakhama, the Brayso, why did it say Verapa Yerapa? To teach me that you're always going to be Chayev for Eged Yisera. According to Rabbi Yehuda, to teach me Yechayev for Ripoy by Eged Yisera. But according to the Rabbanon Basroi, the Chachamim, the third sheet of why did Torah say Verapa Yerapa? What exactly is that coming to teach me? Mi boyleilich the Tanah Rabbi Yishmael, the Tanah Rabbi Yishmael, Verapa Yerapa, Mikan, Shenitein, Rishos, Leroyfe, Lerapa. He says, coming to teach me that a doctor is allowed to heal. How do I Know that from the fact that it says the rapi rap. The Gemara is going to get back to this. Ton rabban, another brisa. Me Indian the Indian boy is in the nineshim olu boy tzmach and machmas amata. Or the nistra makdish chayv the rapoisa the chayv liten leshift. How do you know that if someone had a mak and then they would tzmach or the maka was healed and then it came back again? So the halach is you chayv to pay ripoy and sheves. Says the brisa talmud loimar rak shifto yitain. Verapa yirapa. The halacha is yichayif for both. How do I see that? Verapa yirapa teaches me yichayif for ripoy per the previous sugya, and the hekish of rak shifta yitin. Verapa yirapa teaches me that sheves is going to be whatever ripoy is going to be. Yochel afidu shloim achas amaka. I would think yichayif even shloim achas amaka. Tamuloy marak. The word rak is memayit that you're not chayif shloim achas amaka. Rabbi Yisro, Rabbi Yehuda, Imer. Rabbi Yisro, Rabbi Yehuda. This is a new shita. He holds af machmas hamaka potter. You're going to be chayif even. Machma, I'm sorry, you're going to be potter even machma samaka. Shenema rak. The word rak is coming to teach me that you're going to be potter even if it's machma samaka. 
Now, potter from what? Two versions. Some say, That if it's machmas hamaka, even if it's machmas hamaka, you're going to be potter from everything, like the Rabbanu Basroi, meaning you potter from Sheves because it says rak, and then when makish, we put the Sheves. The Ikadami and some said, Av machmas hamaka. Potter Mishavis Vachaiburi, but you only be potter from Shavis and Mishavis from Ripo, and this is a Geshmaka Knech. Keman, and who is this like? Keavua, like his father. Meaning, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, in this Brisa is like Rabbi Yehuda of the previous Brisa. This is the rest of the story. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda is Rabbi Yehuda's son, and the Stam Rabbi Yehuda's son, and the point is, you're going to be really Chayiv and Ripo, and it's Geshmak, Keman Kavua. Right? Keman Kavua. Why would the Gemara say that? Stam, fun fact, Agavurche Kamash one, the Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yudas, Rabbi Yudas son. No, because it's always more Geshmak when a son concurs with his father. Because, that a son's even allowed to argue with his father. It's Allah and Shulchan Did a son and a father argue in Allah? So Shulchan Aruch state, yeah, it has to be Bederach Kavit. And the Goyen says, how do I know that? It's just because you find different father and sons arguing in Chas. This classic example is Rebbe and Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel was Rebbe's father. But the point is, you have to know which Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, but Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel was Rabbi's father. And you see that throughout Shas, they're arguing about some of the Dvar Ma'im de Berumai Shalaylam. But if it's Kavu, it's definitely Geshmaker. A little bit of a beer in that line of Keman Gavu. Zaktimar, we're not done. Amamar, almost. You would have thought that if somebody hits somebody, and now Shaloy Machmas Amaka, all of a sudden some. Secondary condition developed again. Shaloi machmasam, nothing to do with the marker. So you would have thought that you should be chayiv. Tamaloi merak, you're going to be pot. Faith too much. Shaloi machmasamaka by kra. Why would you think you need a pasuk? Amri my shaloi machmasamaka. Shaloi machmasamaka doesn't mean mama shaloi machmasamaka. Get the time like we went to the brisa. Rishav al devi roife. If somebody didn't listen to his doctor, va'achal dvash he ate honey. I called me nimesika or some other sweet things, and the reason. Not that he ate it, but the reason the doctor told him not to eat it is They told him this is very bad for Mak. So this is a person that was involved in a, a brawl of some sorts. He was the Nechbal. And he right now is suffering from Nezik, Tzai, Ripu, Shavas, and Boishas. And he went to the doctor, and the doctor told him that in order for you to heal properly, no honey, and no Mine Mesika. The problem is this guy, he had a sweet tooth, and it's very hard for him to walk away from the Dvash and the Mine Mesika. See, he went ahead and he didn't listen to the doctor. It's near Yochel Yechayev Lerapoisa. You would have think, thought he's Chayev. Talmud Loimar. Rak. That's where the word Rak comes in. And the word Rak teaches me that Talach is going to be Potter. And what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is very simple because this guy always ate Vash and Mine Mesika. So he's doing what he always did. Now, because of the Chavala, all of a sudden, his life has been turned upside down. He can't eat, he can't this, he can't that. So you're right. It was Shalai Machmas Amak. If he would have listened to the doctor, it would have never happened. But this guy always eats this food. So as a result, it is, at the end of the day, somewhat, you would think, logically and rationally, the responsibility of the Chavala. The word Rak. That you can, meaning if a person all of a sudden develops something that has no shaykhs to the maka, avadu, you don't need raka. That's what the Gemara thought in the Havamina. The answer is, it is on some level machmas amaka. But he could have prevented it. And all he had to do was listen to the doctor. So you would have thought he's a paishaya that he didn't listen. The Territ says, sometimes doctor's orders are cruel and unusual. And being that over here, there's someone to blame. So maybe you blame him. And you, you mechaib the chayvel to go ahead and now be responsible for this. That's the answer. Either way, we mentioned a new word here. It said that the doctor told him that if you're going to eat Vash or Mine Mesika, it's Koshalamaka. And this person went and he ate it, the Helamakose Gargusni. And all of a sudden he developed a Gargusni. 
So the Gemara says, my Gargusni, what's a Gargusni? I'm an Abaya. It's Abaya who underrated a lot of medical Gemaras are attributed to Abaya, very often to Abaya's mother, the woman that raised Abaya. Said, Abaya, you want to know what it is? It's a Nasa Kichta. That's what it is, which Rashi says means basar mace. It means dead flesh. My Asuse, what's the Rafua? So Abaya said, Ahalo, you take aloe, Vikira, you take wax, the kalba, resin, balaz. I guess you mix it up in some way and you do what you have to do. Be amale, says the Gemara. Going back to Reaper. What happens if the Chayva B'chaveiro tells the Nechbal, Asechana, I'm a doctor. So I understand I have to pay ripui, but you know what? This is what I do. This is my malacha. This is my fach. And because this is my fach, so I want to help you. Does he have a right to do that? On my way, the answer is that the nechbal could tell this doctor, forgive me for not trusting you right now. In fact, I view you as a lion that's mamish lurking and trying to take me out. I just don't trust you. What if he tells him, I sina asya the mogin? I'll bring you a doctor, and this doctor is going to treat you for free. Meaning, I have a friend, he's a doctor, and he's going to treat you for free. Rashi says, He's one of his relatives, friends and family, quote unquote, and he says, This guy will take care of you. I'm a lazy. He could tell him back, Asya de Mogin Mogin Shava. He says, A doctor that treats for free is. He's kishmoi kachi. That's what he's worth, right? You get what you pay for. The Omar. And what if he says, my sinuach asi rechiko? He says, listen, I have a doctor. He lives on the other side of the world. I'm going to fly him in. And this person's going to come. He's going to take you. Amalei. So he has a right to tell him, asi rechiko eina avira. He said, a, a person that uses a doctor from far away is going to end up with an eina avira. He's going to end up not being able to see out of one of his eyes. And the reason is because this person's not worried about his reputation, right? He's not worried about his ratings, because, you know, next thing you know, he's back in the Far East doing surgeries there. So it's not going to have any impact where he is right now. So he says, I want a person that's here so that if he messes up, that's part of what makes it work. The doctor knowing that word's going to get out if, if things don't go right. And let's say he tells him, hey, what if the other way around? Let's say the Nechbal says that, you know what? Let me, uh, let me take care of this. Well, you're going to stop busy with doctors. You know, give me the money. Let, let me, I can handle this. Amalaisi could tell him, I'm afraid that you're going to be Pesha in yourself. You're not going to find the right guy. And as a result, it's going to end up costing me more money, right? right? Everything that's I'm responsible for. So I, no, I want to make sure I'm managing this process because I don't want this to cost me too much money. And he tells me, let's say he says, let's come up with a, a fixed dollar amount. You're going to pay me for any damages that come about. This is like Mamish Insurance 101. Amalei. So you can pay the deductible. So you can say, He says, no, that's not going to serve me good either. He says, because it's not in my best interest for you to walk around you know, looking like the Nechbal for the rest of your life because people are going to say, so tell me, you know, who was the other guy? And they're going to say it's me, right? What does he not want to be called? Vikaruli Shaira Mazik. So apparently, you didn't want to be called a Shaira Mazik. So people are going to say that I'm a Shaira Mazik. And as a result, this is not something I want. The bottom line is that the Chayvul and the Nechbal, they each have certain rights. You have to work out exactly how this plays out, but this is not about the Tanur up the The Kula Mishtalmin, the Mokim Nezek, a price. So again, even when you're paying Nezek, you still have to pay for the Nezek, for the Tsar, for the Ripoy. 
for the Sheves, for the Boishas, right? You have to pay for, that was six. You have to pay for the other four, even when you're paying for the Nesses. What's the Makar to this? Now, this is actually interesting, because when we started the Sugi of Tsar, so the Gemara said, Tsar Shalebim Makam Nezek, Mishtalen Maitan. Who's the time of that old that Yechayef at Tsar Shalebim Makam Nezek? Here the Gemara's going the other way. How do you know that Yechayef, for not just Tsar, Kulon Mishtalen, even Bimakam Nezek? And what's the Oymik of the Kasha? We'll see this more tomorrow's time. Then make it the Kasha is maybe once I'm paying Nezek, so done. That's all inclusive. Now this is my hand, it's my foot, it's my whatever. So maybe at this point, I should be off the hook. I'm Rav Zidin, Shmei Rava. So Rav Zidin said in the name of Rava, I'll tell you the Makar to this. Amakra, it says, Petzatachas Patsa. And from those words, we lean, Litein, Tsar, Bimakam Nezek. That's the Makar to this. And not just Tsar, Yechayef for everything. But the Gemara says, Haimi Boyele, we already use Petzatachas Patsa to teach me one of the most famous halachas in Sayyidin Ezekiel, in Bava Kama. Right, this is the makar that Adam is mu'ud la'olam. Every Adam is a shara mazik, right? He's a mu'ud la'olam. He's a shara mu'ud. So the question is that how could you use petza tachas patza? It seems fateful. And Cain nichtev kara petza bepatza. My petza tachas patza shmami notarti. Rapopish made the rava amar. Rapopish made the rava said amar kara. The makar is not from tsar, but rather the makar is from ripoy. It says verapa yerape, and from there we learn litein. It's coming to teach me that you have to pay refuah b'makam nasak. The words verapa yerape, that's the makar. Faith to Gemara, Haimi Boyle, look at the ton of the Rabbi Yishmael. Ton of the Rabbi Yishmael, wasn't this also used? We just used it a few lines ago. They taught in the Yishiva, Rabbi Yishmael, verapa yerape, you can't say, the rappers. I needed to teach me that this Rishus the Rafa the rappers. In Cain, the Gemara says, if that's all it was coming to teach me, nichtaiv kra verafe yerape. It should have said verafe yerape. My. It was coming to teach me that, it would have said, Now that it says, So from there I know, But the Gemara says, It was used for another thing on Amad Aleph. To teach me that Yechayev for Ripoy, when it's Machmas Hamaka, Eged Yaseira, whatever the Akimto Maskana was, but I still need it. So the Imara says, I'm Cain, Le Makra, Oy Rapoy, Rapoy, Oy Rapoy, Rapoy, My, Verapoy, Rapoy, why a different word? Shmami no, Litein Refuah, Bimakam Nazak. It's coming to teach me that Yechaya for Refuah, even Bimakam Nazak. Now, if you do the math, it sounds like from the Gemara, like there's three drushes that I learned out from Verapoy, Rapoy. Number one, that Yechayi for Ripoy B'makam Nesek. Number two, Mikhan Shittin Roshos L'Roi for L'Rapoz. And number three, that if it's all about Tzmachim, Machmas Eged Yisera, the Allah is that you're going to be high. If you look at the Rishonim, the Rishonim are not sure about that. The Rishonim seem to suggest that you can't take out three drushes from here. That really you can only take out two, Ayin Shal. Bottom line, says the Gemara, one thing is clear, and that is Mechlal, the Meshkachas L'Roi B'makam Nesek. It's clear that all four other things are Shaykh even Shaloi b'makam nazak. Meaning, we're saying that you chayef for the chamisha dvarim b'makam nazak, and you also chayef for the chamisha dvarim shaloi b'makam nazak. Right? You're not immune that you chayef b'makam nazak. You're not immune that you chayef shaloi b'makam nazak. But you chayef, it's shayef. Anyways, that you should be chayef even shaloi b'makam nazak. So the Gemara's question is, all these things, how are they shayef? Says the Gemara, 
Hechi mishkachas utzar. What's the case of tsar shaloi b'makam nazek? Kedektani. The Mishnah said already tsar. What was the Mishnah's case of tsar? Kavei b'shvur. If you burnt them with a spit, or the masmer, or with a nail, by filo al tzipurna, even for his fingernail, makam she'ena oisah chabur. Oh, it's beforeish. Makam she'ena oisah chabur means that there was no nazek. Ripoi. How's it possible? Ripoi. Tavikov leimidi. So it's an interesting case. This person had a certain keiv. Something was bothering him. The Solik, the Aisile Samacharifa, the Achfare Libisre. And what happened was somebody came and he and he told him to take a certain medication. He put it on him and it discolored his skin. And now he would need a new Samoth to bring back his original color. So there's a Khiv Ripoy, even though he didn't cause any chabal. The chabal was there the whole time. And really all he did was is he discolored his skin. So that's not considered a chabura. There's no nezek over there. But at the same time, there's going to be a chiv ripoy. Sheves. How you be chayiv sheves shloi b'makam nezek? What sheves? The person is, he can't go to work. Da'ad ke bendruna, you lock him up. Ubatle. So that's very simple. Doesn't have to involve any nezek. And finally, boishes. How's a chayiv boishes shloi b'makam nezek? The rokle ba'ape, he spit in his face. That's how it would be chayiv sheves.